the thing that, that helps me the most is having a way to prioritize my schedule. Cause this is, this is something that most people struggle with myself included. I'm not always great at this, but I have developed a, a system for myself to get things done. I use a tool called. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Whitney Lawrenson of WhitneyLawrenson.com. Whitney, it's awesome to have you on the show. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely super excited to have you on as well. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Whitney so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Whitney is a well-being coach, podcast host, and content strategist who shares lifestyle practices that improve the quality of body, mind, and the planet. She explores mental health, mindful living, and sustainability on This Might Get Uncomfortable podcast in WhitneyLawrenson.com and advises creative entrepreneurs with digital marketing that amplifies their passions. Whitney, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I sure am. I'm excited. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit and hear about (laughs) all the awesome things that you're doing and what led you get started with all the awesome work you're doing. Well, I mean, it's changing every single day, literally, which is is uh, sometimes really exciting and sometimes overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really grateful for for the lifestyle I've created because I had, you know, as many people had worked um, had a work history in a nine to five job. You know, I I think a lot of us grew up thinking that that was the path, and I went to college and and worked in the film industry and was in my passion and aim was was to do film directing and producing and writing and acting and all that. And uh, it it was a tough industry, but because of that whole background, it was really easy for me to pivot into video content and eventually audio content with my podcast and now platforms like Clubhouse. So I, my background really kind of led me down this path to working for myself and and, uh, running several companies. And uh, it's just interesting how I never know what's going to happen from one day to the next. Like I wake up and it's like, an email could be, could change the entire course of the day or the week, month or year. I have no idea. And uh, it really keeps me on my toes. Yeah, absolutely. When you were saying that, I was almost like, that's exactly how life and, and business is, especially now where um, I always go back to this, this the, the phrase that I think Bruce Lee might've said at first is be like water. You have to be fluid enough. You have to be malleable enough for all the changes and things that happen. Because if you get stuck in, you can easily kind of be left behind, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think a lot more people can relate to that now, especially during COVID. Many of us are, are working from home. Some people have started their own businesses. Social media has grown so much as an actual career. When I started on social media back in 2008, 2009, it, it wasn't so common. So I got used to people asking me questions like, what do you mean? Like you do social media as a career? Like, how do you make money? And what do you do every day? And it was, it was, uh, unclear, but now it's so acceptable and it's, I have to do less, less explaining. And I feel like more people can relate to it like yourself. Uh, and that's kind of neat. I feel, I feel like more understood and less alone for that reason. 
Yeah, that's definitely exciting too, that you definitely been able to be ahead of the curve, which I think is a, is a huge thing as we see that. But I also love too, like your, your background and, and, and wanting and, and envisioning being in the film industry, but being able to kind of translate that to what you're doing now. So it's, you're being ahead of the curve, but you're also being in alignment, which is what I absolutely love. Yeah, I'm definitely an early adopter with most things I've mm -hmm. recognized. I, I'm not the first person to try something, but I'm usually in that second wave. If you look at the the curve of how people make decisions, and a, a great example is is Clubhouse. I was I'm got on there about a, a a month or two ago, depending on when people are listening to this. So that was an early. January, mid-January 2021. And um, I know some people that have been on there for a lot longer, but it's still brand new as of the time that we're recording this. And it's just so interesting because what it's a great example of early adopters because there are people like myself that want to jump in and experiment and understand something. And then you can see how other people have a hard time understanding something new. And so they don't want to try it yet. They want to wait to see other people get on board with something. Uh, so I'm somebody that like wants to wait for a few people, but also wants to be as early as possible with things. And I definitely saw that with, with my career because I, I initially got into all this work through blogging. So while I was still working in the film industry, I started a blog and that was because I, I was inspired by a few other bloggers. And, and I'd known about blogging for many years. While I was in film school, I remember seeing friends of mine that were blogging about their experience in film school and it didn't appeal to me then. And then over time, it's like, I kept hearing about it. I thought, all right, I'll give it a try. And then same thing with social media. I was on Facebook fairly early because I, I was in college at the time. And then I, I started to hear about Twitter. So I was like, all right, I'll get on here. And then that just shaped the rest of my career because I became known as somebody who got familiar with social media fairly early on so they could come to me to ask. So now people are asking me a lot about Clubhouse and TikTok because I've been on those platforms for enough time to understand them and translate that to others. Yeah, I absolutely love it and appreciate that. And I think so many times we we forget that a lot of these platforms are kind of reflective of human tendencies or interests or things like that. So you being an early adopter to me, it, it I don't want to call you a psychologist or anything, but to me, you're getting really into understanding the platforms, how and what they work, how they connect people, um, how brands can leverage, just all this information that really drills down to that communication piece in my eyes. And, and I love that you're able to kind of uh, leverage that. And of course, remind us of how important that is to do that as well. Yeah. I, and I, I do think that's a huge passion of mine is, is helping people understand things. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I like helping people figure things out. And yeah. actually in my Clubhouse profile, th that's something I put in there. And Clubhouse has been really neat, actually, as a platform, because it gets you to think about yourself and how to concisely share that with other people. And for those of us who are drawn to mediums like podcasting, Clubhouse is, is a no brainer. We're used to speaking. We're used to using our voice. We don't have to turn on our cameras. It's, it's simultaneously laid back, but also really really great for developing your professional identity. So I, I actually want to update my bio across the web. Thanks to clubhouse because it's pushed me to like be very clear about who I am, what I do and what I'm good at. Yeah. And a lot of times the best way to do that is to continue to kind of put those out there, test those things and try those things. And so um, I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and, I, and hear a little bit more about your podcast and how you serve the clients and how you support them in the, in the work that you do. Yeah, well, I started the podcast, This Might Get Uncomfortable, with my co-host, Jason, who's been my best friend for many years, and that we started working on for months before we launched it. We launched in December 2019, and uh, we're 
we're actually at the time this episode comes out, I think we'll be hitting our 200 episode mark. We do three episodes a week and we explore mental health, mindful living, various different aspects of, of being a human being. We're trying to like figure out, should we niche down or should we keep it more broad? It's been interesting to your point about like testing things out. Mm -hmm. Right. But we we really aim to have interesting conversations with people from different backgrounds uh, who can talk about their experience with life professionally and personally um, from different angles so that we can reflect on what's going to work best for us. You know, I think the podcast has been really helpful and, and humbling in some ways because I recognize that I don't want to be perceived as an expert per se, because I'm always learning. And I think that is something that we see a lot in podcasting. We see it on social media, definitely on Clubhouse. Clubhouse, I think, is getting a little bit of a negative reputation right now because there's so many, quote, experts on there and people kind of competing to be the most knowledgeable on something. I'm not really a big fan on that because I want to open it up to say, like, I always have something to learn. I'm I'm trying to grow as a human being. And it is uncomfortable. That's why we titled the show that. And so we kind of, my co-host and I try to bring in situations that will make us uncomfortable so that we can learn from them. And that's been really exciting. I feel like if we don't feel uncomfortable during an episode, then we haven't achieved our goal. <laughs> and we're trying to demonstrate that you'll be okay if you're uncomfortable. I think so many people want to make improvements or changes. They want to expand in some ways, but they're afraid to because it is unpleasant sometimes. Sometimes it's not easy. You know, a great example was in 2020, I really started to evaluate my relationship um, or participation, I should say, with racism. As a white woman, I was really confronted with everything that was happening in summer 2020 with Black Lives Matter and stepping back and saying, how have I participated in this and how can I be a better ally? And it was tough. I mean, I didn't think that I was racist, but the more I examined my life, I could start to see how it had infiltrated in ways I, I don't think I was aware of because I was so committed to not being racist, right? Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, that's an ongoing journey. And I think a lot of people are afraid to dig into that. They're afraid to admit their weaknesses. They're afraid to admit where they may not have been their best selves. And sometimes looking at those things just hurts. But if we can be brave enough to allow ourselves to hurt, we can actually heal not only ourselves, but help other people. And my big passion is like, how can we make a change that has a global ripple effect? So I think my podcast uh, contributes to that in some positive ways. Yeah. And I, and I love the name, you know, as you said, it, it speaks to that um, where, where the magic happens, so to speak, is when you get uncomfortable, when you get out of that, that safe space. And I think that so many times we don't want to do that because we want to maybe have that, I don't want to say facade, but that's what was coming to mind of it being all together, it being perfect. But a lot of times, if we don't have those conversations, whether it be racism or whatever things might be the case, we don't basically look in the mirror and look at ourselves as the flawed people that we are and the imperfect people that we are, then we can't get uncomfortable. We can't see progress. We can't you know, get to where the magic is if we don't do that. So I love the spirit of what you do, but the way it manifests itself in trying out Clubhouse or trying out Facebook or so many different ways that you're basically getting uncomfortable so that you can see growth. And, and make an impact. Would you consider that to be what I call your secret sauce? The thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it that desire, that ability, um, and the, the, I guess, courage to be able to, to be uncomfortable and remind people in order to do that as well? You know, I've never thought of it that way, but I, I suppose you could say so. Cause I, I definitely do feel fairly comfortable getting uncomfortable. You mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm, I've gotten used to that. And, uh, I don't know where that came from. You know, sometimes we just have, 
either innate qualities about us or just the factors of, you know, the experiences throughout our lives add up to that. And I think I've been surrounded with, I've been blessed to be surrounded with a lot of very supportive people throughout my life. But I will say that I struggle with feeling not enough. I struggle with feeling like I'm like afraid to make mistakes. Like a lot of things I'm talking about today, it's not like they're not struggles of mine. Uh, I think I'm, I'm comfortable being vulnerable too. And I like reflecting on it. So I suppose that's another quality there is when I'm going through a hardship, I tend to reflect on it as quickly as possible and, and look for the silver lining and think, okay, this is really tough. This is uncomfortable or painful, but I know I'm going to get through this. And what can I learn from this? How is this making me stronger? And I also remember that it's temporary because most of the, the discomfort that we face is temporary, whether it's physical, mental, emotional. Uh, we don't know exactly when it's going to end all the time, but if we can examine it more, sometimes it ends a little bit quicker, or at least when it does end, we can move into something else that feels better. Yeah, absolutely. And it manifests itself in so many different ways. And I uh, wanted to switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? The thing that that helps me the most is having a way to prioritize my schedule. Because this, this is something that most people struggle with, myself included. I'm not always great at this, but I have developed a, a system for myself to get things done. I use a tool called Tick Tick. It's T-I-C-K-T-I-C-K. It's a free app and website with a paid version of it, which I have been using for like six years minimum. What I like about it is that it's a, it's a to-do list with all these advanced features that can help you organize your whole life. It has a way to set priorities. So as many of us know, if we can just figure out what the priorities are for each day, we're more likely to get them done. It has a system for setting the time and date, which you can sync to your calendar. Uh, would you consider that to be what I call your CEO nugget, which is like kind of a word of wisdom or a piece of advice? Do you think that's something you would tell your younger business self is really to, to make sure that you are prioritizing self so that you can give bigger to others? Yes. And I would add another thing, which is to not be so hard on ourselves, mm -hmm. because I think that we see so many successful people and, and we believe them to be perfect and have it all figured out. And we get into that comparison trap and that can lead us to not feeling good enough. And I've struggled with that so much throughout my life, if not my entire life, because it's not just about being an entrepreneur. It's about being a person like you can naturally start to think, I want to look like this person. I want to act or live like this person. And I think that's a huge, huge issue that we're finally waking up to is that just because somebody else has it a certain way, doesn't mean that you will ever get there because each of us are on different paths and get different outcomes. Awesome. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the <laughs> definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Whitney, what does being a CEO mean to you? I guess for me, it, it's a, a leader. Sometimes it's about being a visionary, but I think it was in a book that I read how visionaries by definition aren't necessarily great CEOs because it takes a lot of management and focus. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Whitney. Appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. My main username at the moment is at Whitlauritsen, W-H-I-T-L-A-U-R-I-T-S-E-N. If you go to my website, I'm very easy to find. So no matter which place you go to, I've, I've tried to optimize it. Speaking of optimization, <laughs> I've tried to make it easy to find me. So if you just type my name in, you'll find me somewhere. You can always email me. I truly love receiving messages from people, whether they're direct messages on social, 
their conversations on Clubhouse, uh, their comments on the podcast or, or private emails, I invite you to reach out. And if I can do anything to support any of the listeners, any of the readers, I'm here for you truly. So please don't hesitate. I'd love to get to know you better too. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I definitely appreciate that, Whitney. To optimize it even more, we will have the links and information in the show notes so that everybody can follow up with you. Uh, But I I appreciate, you know, you for being open and honest and and letting us know like all the things, you know, that that you're working on and and that we can kind of work on as well too. I think um, one of the big things that I remember from 2020 was giving yourself grace. And I think, as you said, sometimes if you want to color outside the lines, color outside the lines, but sometimes by coloring outside the lines, you realize you want to just color in the lines and both are okay. And that's, and that's perfect. And that's what makes us unique and special. So I, I definitely appreciate you for reminding us of that, doing that. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.